Hello teachers from around the world and welcome to the first episode of the Summer Professional Development Series on Legendary Educator. I'm Mr. Ramez, a former teacher and teacher trainer and passionate about the classroom and about learning. This Summer PD Series is meant to prepare you to conquer the classroom next September and help you reach your goal of becoming a Legendary Educator. Every week over the summer, I'll be tackling a different topic, discussing a different perspective, and sharing a new skill. Whether you're a new teacher going into the classroom for the first time next September, or an experienced teacher who just needs to polish up on some skills, this podcast will be an essential must-listen. At the end of each episode, I'll be including some advice for new teachers, so stay tuned till the end. The perfect way to launch this summer PD series is to talk about the history of education what it was, what it is, and what it is becoming. This will help give us fresh eyes and a new perspective on how we view teaching. This episode will be a revisit of a previous episode that was released a few months ago, but I thought this is the perfect time to re-release it as a premiere and introduction of the Summer PD series. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so, because you don't want to miss any of this summer's episodes. All right, let's begin. Class is in session. Thanks to Aura for sponsoring this episode. If you've got a cell phone or a laptop, chances are you've already been a victim of having your personal information exposed. Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live or what your phone number is. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your information and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Brokers are legally required to remove your information if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. Let Aura handle it for you. You can try Aura free for two weeks by going to aura.com slash legendaryeducator. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash legendaryeducator. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats you cannot see. It's really easy to set up, so you don't have to download several different apps to get things like parental control, antivirus, VPN, password management, identity theft insurance, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. Let Aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online so you can focus on other tasks with peace of mind. You can either let people continue to exploit and profit off your private information, or you can go to aura.com slash legendaryeducator. Again, that's aura.com slash legendaryeducator. Everything in society evolves over time, as social conditions change. All social institutions adapt to meet social needs, forming new social standards and social norms. Once upon a time, long, long ago, before modern cities, modern countries, and a modern education system, learning was something that was actually rare and only available to a select few. Since the agricultural revolution in 10,000 BCE, the only people who had access to learning were the royals, as in the king and queen and the royal family, the nobles who were also members of the government and the royal court, religious leaders and scribes who had to read and interpret religious texts, and of course the teachers who taught them all. 
and those were few and far between. These were the only people who actually needed to know how to read and write. And on a side note, they were also mostly men. Everyone else was a farmer, and you didn't need to know how to read and write to tend your crops. Farming skills were passed on through generations and didn't need written records. And so there was no need for a farmer to read and write. And this was the way for around 11,000 years, from pre-civilization to the Romans and the Egyptians, Asian and European empires, and the African and the Native American kingdoms. Now, slowly, as global trade and commerce started to increase in around 1000 CE, or AD for those of us who are not history scholars, more jobs were needed who were able to read and write. Universities started slowly popping up around Europe. And again, this was the way for another couple hundred years. Until another social explosion happened, not seen since the agricultural revolution of 10,000 BCE. And that was the industrial revolution of the 1700s. Now suddenly, factories were starting to pop up and new cities were formed. People left their rural farms and went to the cities to get a job in the factory, which promised stable pay. Because of this, new skills had to be learned in order for employees to work and factories to run. The 9-to-5 lifestyle was created, and so was the need for formal education. Formal schools were developed during this time, and, not surprisingly, they took on the style of a factory. A bell would ring to start the day and ring again to end the day. Students were told what to learn, mainly in the form of memorizing information, information needed to properly tend to their jobs at the factories. So without going into too much more detail, the traditional school system was created out of the necessity of learning skills required to work in the factory. And so, the school itself mirrored factory life. You learn some stuff, graduate, and head on to the factory to use what you've learned. What's funny to me is that some schools, some classrooms, and some teachers still use this old method of teaching. As I said earlier, everything in society tends to evolve with social needs. Ironically, education seems to evolve the slowest, sometimes even stagnating while everything else is racing ahead. You still see desks organized in rows. You still see some teachers lecturing mostly useless information. And you still see remnants of old days. But friends, what some teachers don't realize is that we are in the middle of yet another revolution. Some call it the Internet Revolution. Others call it the Information Revolution. It doesn't actually have an official name yet for the textbooks. But the internet has changed everything we know about education, turning it on its head. Once upon a time, the teacher was the source of all information. Now, information is literally at your fingertips. Actually, not even. You can just ask Google or Alexa or Siri, and they'll tell you what you need to know. If you're going into your classroom to lecture kids about facts, dates, and numbers, then you're doing your students a great disfavor. You must remember that you are no longer the exclusive source of information. So what now? Well, now you have to pivot. You shift your approach and change your mindset. Now your task is to teach your students how to learn instead of what to learn. How to understand. How to take the information on the tablet screens or what Siri tells them and decipher it in order to understand it. To differentiate between real information and clickbait. Fact versus propaganda. 
Truth versus fiction. When I was a history teacher, on the very first day of class, I welcomed students who came in with long faces and frowns, and I always knew why they were so underwhelmed to greet their new history teacher. Because they hated history. Because they were so used to their former history teachers giving them lists of dates, names, and events that they had to know for Thursday's quiz. And so on the first day of class, I told them, very frankly, I said, listen, if you ask me who did what when, I wouldn't be able to tell you. And I'm the teacher. I'd need to look it up or ask Google. Hey, Google, when was the War of 1812? And they'd all laugh. Then I'd say, instead of teaching you who, what, and when, I'll be teaching you how, why, and how come. And I'd see their eyes get wider, as they had never heard something like this before. I'd continue with my intro and say, that's right, you can get your names and dates from Google, but what we're going to learn here is how to look at cause and effect, how to analyze action and reaction, because that is what history is at its core. To them, this was a different way of looking at history, a brand new language. I told them that's right. I don't care much about Columbus sailing the ocean blue in 1492. Instead, I want to understand why he went there in the first place and what was the outcome of his voyage, the doors that were open to the new world. Oh my gosh, now we're getting somewhere. Now we've got an epic story. Did you know that Europe, Africa, and Asia didn't know what a tomato was until after Columbus discovered the Americas? Now we have origin stories. Did you know that because of Columbus and his crew, and later thousands of Europeans coming to the Americas, millions of the indigenous people lost their lives and entire civilizations were destroyed? And no, not because the Europeans killed everybody, although they did do a lot of killing. But what actually killed the vast majority of the native population was a virus. Wow, now we've got an epic story with a twist. And just like that, history becomes exciting. Where have we seen a virus kill millions of people before? And now history is relevant. As I was going through a history lesson, come to think of it, actually, I also did this in my English classes, I'd always end with the same question. So what? After quickly going through the who and the what, I'd spend a little more time on the why and the how, and always end with, so what? So what? What is the outcome? What is the effect? What is the reaction? And that is what they should be learning, and should be learning how to learn. In today's fast-paced world, students need to learn skills above all. Information and facts are no longer the currency of a teacher. You lost that job to Alexa and Siri, so you pivot and change direction. What is needed now is an instructor who teaches skills a coach who trains their students. In today's modern, rapidly evolving world, we'll need students who are able to evolve along with society. Students who have the skills to think critically, come up with new ideas, and face challenges that don't exist yet. This is now your job. My, my advice was to just like, sort of know your limitations, know your strengths, because mm. you can't know it all. You can't know it all on the first day of school. And so just, just go with, go with your strengths and, uh, and you'll learn all those things that you need to along the way. Um, but don't, you know, don't, 
be too hard on yourself and don't be too nervous around kids. Act like you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Be natural, you know, try to try to be as natural as possible. I know there's a lot of teachers that go into teaching and they just want to be very strict and, Mm. you know, and and, uh, so, so the kids don't mess around, like relax, take it easy. You don't have to know it all on the first day. Just, Mm. you know, get into it. You'll learn as you go. There's a lot of people out there that can help you as you go. Try to get a lot of continuing education as you go to mm. talk to other teachers that are in your field. And one of the best things I ever did was to travel around to other schools when I was a young teacher to just watch other people teach. And mm. I learned a lot from that. So if you, if that opportunity exists, I'd say really try to try to watch teachers who have been at it for a while, see what they do. Mm. Talk to If you found this episode of the Summer PD series beneficial, your homework is to share this episode with one of your teacher friends, preferably somebody who is new to teaching, so they too will learn and benefit for their students. You can follow me on Instagram at legendaryeducator, and you'll want to head over to legendaryeducator.com and get on that mailing list to be notified of new content and updates. Next week on the Summer PD series, I'll be talking about what to do on your very first day back to school. Thanks for tuning in to Legendary Educator. Class is dismissed. Summer is right around the corner, and that means you finally get some time off. Or that could also mean that you can have an opportunity to make some side income by doing something that you probably already do on a daily basis. Nowadays provides online courses developed by experts to help learners build the confidence and skills they need to start a new, fulfilling career or side hustle. Their courses have opened the doors for more than 6,000 learners seeking highly flexible work and extra income. What makes them unique is that their top graduates are offered guaranteed work with partner companies. For their two existing courses, Becoming a Proofreader and Becoming an Editor, they partnered with Proofed, a proofreading and editing services business. All NOAA Day courses are certified as continuing professional development. This means that any NOAA Day's graduate will have an internationally recognized certification that meets the requirements of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. If you'd like to try their courses commitment-free, they offer a detailed free trial so that learners can see exactly how the courses will benefit them. Additionally, a full refund is offered within two weeks from purchase for any NOAA Days course that doesn't meet a learner's expectations. You can find the link in the show notes or at legendaryeducator.com resources. Check out NOAA Days today and be on your way to making extra income in a matter of weeks.